welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. My name is Adam and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today I'm going to be discussing virtual careers events with my guest careers consultant Jim Riali. We'll be chatting about how you can best prepare for engaging with employers at virtual careers events, including the two big careers fairs we've got coming up in October. So let's get started. Welcome, Jim. Can I ask you first of all to do a little bit of an introduction for our listeners? Hi, Adam. It's good to be here. So thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm one of the careers consultants in the careers consultants team at Aston in the careers and placements um, team overall. So we've each got different areas of focus. My focus tends to be primarily with postgraduate taught students and so master's students um, outside of the business school. But I also provide some support at present as well in the curriculum to undergrad students in ABS. I'm also involved in the delivery of central workshops as well. So I'm a bit of an all-rounder in some ways. Um, I do also undertake a lot of uh, one-to-one appointments throughout the course of the week as well. And as with my careers consultant colleagues, I also assist with things such as the careers fairs that you mentioned just now. And I get a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment from working with employers and seeing how students are interacting with them and benefiting from those professional relationships. Perfect. Thank you, Jim. So today we're here to talk about virtual careers events. And I guess more specifically, how students can best prepare themselves to engage with employers at these events. So to give a bit of context, as we record this in September 2020, careers events are currently being run virtually due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. So, um, however, as technology develops, the format is likely to be uh, sticking around. So it's kind of vitally important that students do get themselves prepared for engaging with employers during these virtual events. So in careers and placements, we have a variety of virtual careers events coming up this year where students can interact with employers in a variety of ways from simple participation in a webinar maybe to uh, more in-depth one-to-one virtual appointments. So Jim, with that in mind, where can students find and register these for these virtual events? So I think the best thing to do is to take a look at Aston Futures. So Aston Futures sounds a bit cheesy, but I kind of describe it quite often as our one-stop shop for everything careers. So if you go onto the Careers and Placements website um, through the Aston web pages, you'll see a link on there for Aston Futures, and it's essentially our careers database. So it's got a number of key functions on there. You can book a one-to-one appointment with a careers consultants such as myself or any of my colleagues throughout the week, and you mentioned to the COVID, the virtual environments earlier on, a lot of those appointments can be done over the phone, over Microsoft Teams, for example, rather than actually physically face-to-face. You can use it to see a huge range of different advertised roles that employers will often put on there directly. So those can be anything from graduate roles through to internships, placements, work experience, volunteering. And those give some great insights into how you can boost your skill set and get more experience there. And then there's also the event section on there. And you can explore the event section by looking on the calendar on there. you can register in advance for events. So things such as the two careers fairs you mentioned, the STEM fair and the business fair, you can have a look at the dates for those and register for those. And do be mindful as well that there are many events which are taking place online at the moment, But although in most cases the attendance levels will be uncapped, in some cases there are limits as well. So I'd really encourage people to have a look sooner rather than later at Aston Futures events um, and register for some of those things of interest there. And keep looking regularly for more things as they're being posted on there. 
And I think the other thing I just quickly flag up as well is that a lot of us these days use mobile devices primarily to access the internet. Um, you can download free of charge from either the um, Apple Store or Google Store, uh, the Placer app to access Aston Futures through your mobile. Perfect, thank you. And a lot of these events that we've got coming up, particularly in careers and placements um, in the first term are gonna be maybe skill sessions with an employer where students will be engaged in via a webinar format. Is there, uh, have you got any tips for students on how best to prepare for these? Have I got any tips? Oh yes, I've got a few tips. Um, <laughs> right, I've been giving this a bit of thought in advance and I don't want to speak for too long, but a few key things I'll give you um, in no particular order. First and foremost, if you don't use LinkedIn, I'd really encourage you to create a LinkedIn profile. If you go onto the Careers and Placements website, you'll see our PDF that you can download, which talks you through how to create a LinkedIn profile. Because when you go to a careers fair, be it face-to-face -face or interacting virtually with someone, you might want to follow up on that. You might want to connect with them. And having a LinkedIn profile really helps you with that. Um, We've also um, got handouts and guidance about elevator pitch as well. So elevator pitch is really your ability to introduce yourself and um, place yourself in context in about the space of 30 seconds. So if you're speaking to an employer whom you've never met before, it's your um, spiel effectively where you introduce yourself, explain what course you're doing, what interests you have related to the course and what your career goals are and what you want to find out today. Some of the other things I'd really encourage you to do are if you're taking part in a virtual careers fair, research the company in advance. So um, forgive me, Adam, I don't know, are we going to be talking specifically about Career Fair Plus a bit later on? Yeah, we'll cover that a bit uh, a bit more in specific, a bit more specifically a bit later on. So, um, yeah, we can get to kind of the technicalities of that a bit later on. Perfect. I'm just going to explain what that is in case any listeners are wondering now. So Career Fair Plus is an app we'll be using this year to host the virtual careers fairs. Through that, you'll be able to see which organizations are going to be there. So from my perspective as a careers consultant, I'd really encourage you to do a little bit of research about the companies of interest to you as well. So have a look on their websites, um, get some general information about them. Uh, have a look on their social media feeds, particularly Twitter, for example, where often new news is updated regularly. Um, if you want to do a bit more background research, have a look on the um, FAME database in the uh, Aston University Library, where you can actually do some research about the organization, find out about their annual reports and things like that. Have a look on Glassdoor as well. The more you know about the company, the more you can show your interest to the person to whom you're speaking and show that you actually understand what they do and contextualize what you say to them as well to really stand out from the crowd. And then a couple of others of basic things here. If you're taking part in a virtual careers fair, you're going to be speaking to people face to face. And it might well be it's through a video conferencing facility as well. So dress appropriately. You don't have to be suited and booted, but don't look too scruffy at the same time. So sort of smart casual would be good. So you make a good impression. Um, be considerate of the environment, so don't have loads of posters and stuff on the wall behind you. Sit somewhere where it's quiet, where there's not any disturbance, and you can have a dialogue one-to-one -one with the recruiter there. And make sure you keep eye contact during that interaction and that you're showing interest in what they're saying as well. Is there anything that you would maybe say definitely not do in these kind of uh, webinar scenarios with employers? Um, a few things, yeah. So I think firstly, don't lose confidence. 
a lot of the representatives who are going to be there are people who are in your shoes not so long ago. So they've graduated fairly recently. They might be working their way up from the initial graduate role in the organization. They appreciate how daunting it can be speaking to a professional. They want to put you at ease. So don't be daunted by them. Um, do be professional. As I say, do make eye contact. Don't be looking around elsewhere. If you're having a chat face-to-face -face with someone normally, then you wouldn't normally look away and pick your fingernails and things like that. You'd show some interest. So maintain that similar focus here as well. Don't talk over people. Listen to what they say. Respond accordingly. And uh, if they ask you questions, answer those as well as you can. It's all about being professional and creating a good impression because it's a bit of an old cliche, but you know, first impressions make a difference. And uh, I think we may have touched on maybe a couple of points that you might mention uh, in answer to this question a little bit earlier, but in terms of what a student could maybe do after the webinar in terms of making a good impression, uh, what kind of things could they do in order to, um, as I said, make a good impression with that employer after the webinar? So I think after the webinar, do be aware that um, you know if you've got a LinkedIn profile, you can follow up with them afterwards. You can maybe send them a connection request. Um, if there's anything specific about which you've talked to them, maybe flag that up in the connection request as well. So if there's a particular project or something, because invariably they'll be meeting lots of people at these fairs. You want to stand out from the crowd. You want to ensure you've made a good impression to so do that. Um, for your own personal organization, if you go onto the Careers and Placements website, you can download our application tracker document. So if you intend to submit an application to any of these organizations afterwards, make sure you list them down there so you don't lose track of who's who. Um, if you plan to undertake any actions following up yourself, make sure they're smart as well. We do love our acronyms in Careers and Placements. So SMART is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic and Timely. So essentially all it means is if you set yourself actions to do, give yourself a deadline by when you're going to complete them, make sure they are manageable, they're simple things that you can do and do them and follow up on them afterwards. That might mean that you have to email some of the recruiters whom you've seen. Make sure you do it and make sure it's a professional email, sounding email that you send as well. Um, and if they've given you any suggestions for self-development, but you know, possibly make sure you follow up on those in a timely fashion as well. So it might be when you speak to an employer, they say, we're really looking for candidates who've got this particular skill set. And you might identify that as one of the skills where you don't really possess that or you can't really evidence it at the moment. Make sure you factor in time in the coming weeks or months to do something where you can actually then cite that as a skill that you do possess as well. Perfect. Thank you, Jim. So as promised, we're now going to talk about the two uh, upcoming virtual events that we've got on the two careers fairs. So um, as you may or may not know, each year Aston and Careers and Placements host two or maybe sometimes three large careers events with um, normally over 100 employers coming onto campus to chat with students. This year, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different as we host the same events, but in a virtual world. So uh, as Jim alluded to a little bit earlier, we have the STEM fair, which will take place on October 22nd and the Business Fair, which will take place on October 27th. And this is a great opportunity to speak to a range of placement and graduate employers about the opportunities with their company. So maybe unlike previous years where you would have maybe approached an employer behind a desk to start a conversation, this year you'll be required to upload your CV to an online platform, as Jim mentioned, the Career Fair Plus app, and then book a 10-minute appointment slot for a one-to-one -one conversation with that employer. 
So uh, we'll let you know a little later exactly where and how you can sign up for these events. But for now, I want to maybe chat about some of the potential challenges or opportunities that the new format offers. So before signing up, many of our students may want to get their CV checked before attending. So how can a student go about doing that, Jim? OK, thanks, Adam. So there's a few different things that students can do. Um, during the coming weeks, once term starts, the careers consultants, um, we're going to be delivering a number of what we call touchpoint sessions, and those are going to have different themes every week. I think it's week two a term we're going to have a CV focus. So if you go on to Aston Futures and have a look at the events, you'll see that we're running face-to-face -face sessions for groups of no more than 20 students, which will have a CV focus there. So you come along to one of those and get some more insight about CVs. Um, we have all of our web resources available through the Careers and Placements website, so you can have a look at some of the guidance there more generally about CVs. And also the Prospects website is something that we often talk about in careers. It's www.prospects.ac.uk. It's a careers advice and guidance website for students and graduates throughout the UK. And if you go on there and go to their careers advice, um, CVs and, uh, sorry, the careers advice menu option, then go onto the CVs and cover letters section of that. You'll see some good information there and some good examples. What you can also do is book a one-to-one -one appointment with a careers consultant through Aston Futures, and you can have your CV reviewed together, have a discussion there with a careers consultant. That's often really helpful if you're at the stage where you're tailoring your CV and you want to talk about some of the subtleties there. So rather than thinking it's going to be going through looking for typos and spelling mistakes and things like that. It's more about how you've tailored it for the appropriate industry sector or employer or role for which you're applying. Now, I'd like to give you a spoiler alert at this stage as well. Um, in the not too distant future, fingers crossed, we will be getting a new tool called CV360. And once that's available to you, you'll be able to upload your CV to that and get almost instantaneous detailed feedback on that automatically. So that system emulates many of the applicant tracking systems, which many of the larger recruiters use as well. So that's something which needs to be on your radar for later on this term. Yeah, we're going to be promoting uh, that as soon as that goes live um, and you'll be able to access that via our website or um, maybe via our social media channels as we look to promote it uh, far and wide when that goes live. So yeah, make sure you check out that. Um, so some of our students might find the idea of maybe a one-to-one -one video call or audio call with an employer maybe a little bit daunting. So is there anything they can do prior to these one-to-one -one appointments that might help increase their confidence? Yeah, I think there's a lot you can do. Like I said earlier on, firstly, mindset is a big thing. So be aware that these people are all human. They want you to do well. So they've been in your shoes previously. Don't be daunted by them. Um, think about your elevator pitch. Google elevator pitch and just maybe make a few notes about key things you want to convey to them. And then we've got things such as our Launchpad video interview software, which again, you can access through the Careers and Placements website. And that's a great resource because it enables you to record yourself answering different questions, having dialogue, and then you can review and critique yourself afterwards. And no one else will see that recording unless you actively share it with someone. So it enables you to pick up on certain points and think, are there certain things I do I'm not happy about? Or what do I really like about what I've done as well? Um, I think it's really important as well to just have some pre-prepared questions that you want to ask. So again, just now I did flag up the importance of doing a bit of research around the organisation. Think what's really of interest to you. What do you want to find out about them? What do you know already? 
there's no point asking questions where the answer is blatantly obvious and it's there on the front of the website or something else. Try and find out something in a bit more detail. And don't forget as well that you're going to have up to 10 minutes one-to-one with someone. So whereas in the traditional careers fair, there might be a lot of hustle and bustle going on and loads of people descending to speak to an employer at the same time and they're kind of distracted, here you'll have their one-to-one attention as well. So you can have a dialogue back and forth and you can really start to explore things in more detail. So really think you know, for yourself, what's important? If you're a first year, do you want to find out more about inside days and opportunities that can give you further um, uh, help and sort of further experience before you get to applying for placement in due course? If you're looking for a placement, do you want to explore the facets of the placement and what you could be doing there? If you're a coming up to graduation, do you, what do you want to find out about graduate roles? Do you want to maybe find out not just what you'll be doing when you graduate, but how you could develop in the future and how your responsibilities could grow and what opportunities there might be for continuing professional development? What might also be helpful there is, again, I referred to LinkedIn earlier on. So you know, have a look at the profiles for some of the people who have started working for the organization recently to see what their experience has been. And if on the um, Career Fair Plus app on the employer profile, it says who's going to be there. Have a look at those people's individual profiles and maybe you could talk to them a bit about their individual experience prior to starting for the organisation and that that they've got since they started there. Perfect. Thanks, Jim. All that sounds really, really helpful. So do you have anything maybe super specific in terms of advice on the type of things students should be asking during these virtual appointments? I know you kind of touched a little bit on um, research around those questions, but is there kind of any general questions that all my students should or maybe shouldn't be asking as a, as a point of interest? Again, I think some of the information which is abundantly clear, you don't necessarily need to ask. So if you know things like pay scales, things like that, for example, probably don't need to ask about. And also those are the slightly mercenary questions where it sounds like you're not necessarily showing honest interest in the organisation. You're just out there to get the biggest pay packet that you can. So you're not necessarily endearing yourself there. So again, I think if you've had a look on the website, perhaps you know something about the values of the organisation. They might align with your values. Ask about some of those projects that they undertake. Um, Think about as well, if you're interest in applying to the organisation, getting some insights into the application process as well. So we know that with many of the big recruiters, there are several stages to the application process. So you might complete your initial online application or send in the CV and cover letter. Then you might have psychometric tests. Then you might have a video or phone interview. Then you might go to an assessment day. Maybe explore some of the facets of those. And even if you're not in your final year or postgrad year at the moment, Um, You might be in a lower year, as I say, first year thinking about insight days or second year thinking about placements. A lot of organisations will use the same application processes for those other experiences as well as for graduate roles. So again, use the opportunity to find out more about those and explore the details of what psychometric tests do they undertake? What sort of skills are they looking for in their ideal candidates? How do they like people to convey those? What do you have to do in a typical assessment centre? All these kinds of things. Um, you know, and find out as well, what do these people think of the organisation? What do they enjoy about working there? What makes it so beneficial for them? And if they reflect on things, is there anything they may have done differently in their application process, for example, were they to apply for the organisation again? I think that that's exactly it. This is an opportunity really for students to get um, some really, really unique insights that 
aren't going to be available on the on the company website or anywhere else really that are going to be really tailored and individual to them so it's a great opportunity to um delve in in to find out more information that can only really be advantageous for when you are considering applying for that particular company or a particular role yeah and just to jump in on the back of that i think the other thing to volunteer as well is if we think about those different stages of the recruiting process if you're successful, you know, you're going to have a panel interview at some stage. That's a fantastic opportunity where you can name drop as well. So invariably you get asked some general questions at the beginning of a panel interview. And one of those might be, you know, what do you know about us as an organization? What research have you undertaken? And if you start saying, well, I was speaking with X at the virtual careers fair, I was really interested to find out about their responsibility for doing this particular project after that period of time and how they did this during their induction period and things like that. Again, that reflects really well upon you because it shows how you've paid attention, how you've explored, how you're really motivated to find out more about that. Perfect, Jim. So now I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how you can sign up for these events. So signing up for the events are really straightforward. Uh, you can access them through the Careers Fair Plus app or via the Careers Fair Plus website. The links to these can be found on our website on Aston Futures or across our social media channels. So make sure you take a look there. Once you've got the app or have logged into the website, you just need to find or search for Aston University. And there you'll find the links to our two virtual careers fairs. In order to be able to book an appointment with an employer, you'll need to first upload your CV. So this can be done across any of the devices you're using and it's really easy and simple to do. So each employer attending the event will have their own profile as well, where you can read up on the company ahead of time and look at some of the opportunities they might have available. And just a note as well, the appointments with the employers are limited and will go quite fast once they become live. So make sure you sign up and book a spot as soon as possible. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Jim, before we wrap up the episode? Um, I think key thing is be courteous. Um, you know, you think about when you make the greatest impression upon someone, it's when you first meet them and then also when you depart as well. So when the employers might be reflecting upon their experience of the overall day, they might think about the times when they first met someone and then you know, the parting shots as well. So make sure you thank people, be courteous. Um, and let's say, you know, be as professional as possible. Um, yet do bear in mind that you've got 10 minutes and it can sound like a heck of a lot of time, but conversely, 10 minutes can go really, really quickly as well. So if there are several things you want to cover with someone, make sure you prioritize your question list. So First and foremost, you get the most important things to you out of the way, and then you can cover some of the other things afterwards. Um, do reflect on your experience afterwards, and I say follow up your actions and learn from the fair as well. As with so many things in life, these are dynamic, fluid things. They're a learning experience for you, and it's always beneficial to reflect on your experience and think, well, okay, what might I do differently next time? And that holds just as true for attending a virtual fair. And if you go to the STEM fair, for example, and you intend to go to the business fair as well, think about, do I need to adapt any approaches at the business fair based upon my previous experience? Perfect. Thank you, Jim. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, thank you as well to our listeners for tuning in. There'll be plenty more on the way in the coming weeks covering everything from placements, work experience, graduate roles and more. So make sure you come back for that. Great. Thanks ever so much for having me, Adam. It's been um, great to be able to come on and have a chat. And thanks, everyone. Please do engage with us over the autumn and look forward to speaking with some of you in due course. Mm -hmm.